Chapter 19 of The Bobbsey Twins on Blueberry Island by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Twins Fall Down. Again Flossie cried, I'm all tangled, I'm all tangled up. Come and help me get out. What in the world can she mean? asked Mrs. Bobbsey. I'm sure I don't know, answered Bert. What did Freddie say about a net? asked Nan as she stumbled and spilled her blueberries. She was going to stop to pick them up. Never mind them, her mother said. Let them go. We must see what the matter is with Flossie. They saw a few seconds later as they turned on the path. On top of a little hill, in a place where there was a grassy spot with bushes growing all around it, they saw Flossie and Freddie. Freddie was dancing around, very much excited. But Flossie was standing still, and they soon saw the reason for this. She was entangled in a net that was spread out on the ground and partly raised up on the bushes. It was like a fish net which the children had often seen the men or boys use in Lake Matoka, but the meshes or holes in it were smaller, so that only a very little fish could have slipped through, and the cord from which the net was woven was not as heavy as that of the fish nets. Flossie's caught. Flossie's caught, cried Freddie, still dancing about. Come and get me loose, come and get me loose, Flossie begged. Mother's coming, mother's coming, answered Mrs. Bobbsey. But how in the world did it happen? She did not wait for an answer, but as soon as she came near, she started to rush right into the net herself to lift out her little girl. But Bert, seeing what would happen, cried, Look out, mother, you'll get all tangled up too. See, the net is caught on Flossie's shoes and around her legs and arms. She must have fallen right into it. She did, said Freddie. We were walking along, picking berries, and all of a sudden, Flossie was tangled in the net. I tried to get her out, but I got tangled too. Only I took my knife and cut some of the cords. And that's what we've got to do, said Mrs. Bobbsey. The net is so tangled around Flossie that we'll never get her out otherwise. Have you a knife, Bert? Yes, mother. Stand still, Flossie, he called to his little sister. The more you move, the worse you get tangled. With his mother's help, Bert soon cut away enough of the meshes of the queer net so Flossie could get loose. She was not hurt, not even scratched, but she was frightened and she had been crying. There you are, cried Mother Bobbsey, hugging her little girl in her arms. Not a bit hurt, my little fat fairy. But how in the world did you get in the net? And what was it doing up on top of this hill in the midst of a blueberry patch? I, I just stumbled into it, said Flossie. Same as Freddie got stuck in the mud, only I didn't wade in the water. No, there isn't any water around here, returned Nan. I can't see what a net is doing here. I thought they only used them to catch fish. Maybe they put it up here to dry as the fishermen at the seashore dry their nets said Mrs. Bobbsey. No, announced Tom, who had been looking at the net. This ain't for fishes. What is it for, then, asked Bert. It's for snaring birds. I've seen them before. Men spread the nets out on the grass and over the bushes where the birds come to feed, and when they try to fly, they get caught and tangled in the meshes. I guess this net ain't been here very long, for there ain't any birds caught in it. But who put it here? asked Mrs. Bobbsey. I think it's a shame to catch the poor birds that way. Who did it? Tom looked carefully around before he answered. 
Then he said, I think it was the gypsies. The gypsies, cried Bert. Yes, they're a shiftless lot. They don't work and they take what don't belong to them. They're too lazy to hunt with a gun, so they snare birds in a net. Why, they'll even eat sparrows. Make a pie of them, my mother says. And when they get robins and blackbirds, they're so much bigger, they can broil them over their fires. This is a bird net, that's what it is. I believe you're right, said Mrs. Bobbsey, when she had looked more closely at it. It isn't the kind they use in fishing. But do you really think the gypsies put it here, Tom? Yes, um, I really do. They put them here other years, though I never seen one before. You see, the gypsies sometimes camp here, and sometimes on the mainland. All they have to do is spread their net and go away. When they come back next day, there's generally a lot of birds caught in it, and they take them out and eat them. Well, they caught a queer kind of bird this time, said Bert, with a smile at his little sister. And it didn't do their net any good, he added, as he looked at the cut meshes. I'm sorry to have destroyed the property of anyone else, said Mrs. Bobbsey, but we had to get Flossie loose, and I don't believe those gypsies have any right to spread a net for birds. My mother says they haven't, replied Tom. It's again the law. Let's take the net away, suggested Bert. No, we haven't any right to do that, said his mother, but we can tell the man who has to enforce the laws against hunting birds. I'll speak to your father about it. Are you all right now, Flossie? Yes, Momsey, but it scared me when I was in the net. I should think so, exclaimed Nan, petting her sister. Did you just stumble into it? Yep, I was walking along and I saw a bush with a lovely lot of blueberries on it. I ran to it and then my foot tripped on a stone and I fell into the net. First, I didn't know what it was. And when I tried to get up, I was all tangled. Then I hollered. And I helped her holler, said Freddie. Indeed you did, dear. You were a good little boy to stay by Flossie. But you're both all right now, and next time you come burying, stay closer by Mother. You've got lots of berries, said Flossie, looking at Bert's basket. Yes, Tom showed us this good place. And now I guess we'd better go, said Bert. Maybe those gypsies might come to look at their net. He glanced around as he spoke. But though it was lonely on this part of Blueberry Island, there were no signs of the dark-skinned men with rings in their ears who had set the bird net. Dinah made enough blueberry pie to satisfy even the four twins, and when Mr. Bobbsey heard about the net, he told an officer who took it away. Whether or not the gypsies found out what had happened to their snare, as the net is sometimes called, the Bobbseys did not hear nor did they see any of the wandering tribe, at least for a while. Jolly camping days followed, though now and then it rained, which did not make it so nice. But, take it all in all, the Bobbseys had a fine time on Blueberry Island. Mr. Bobbsey got Flossie and Freddie some new go-around bugs, and the small twins had lots of fun with them. The old ones they did not find. Snoop was not found either though many blueberry pickers, as well as the Bobbseys themselves, looked for the missing black cat. Nor was Snap located, though an advertisement was put in the papers and a reward offered for him. But Whisker did not go away, nor did anyone try to take him, and he gave the twins many a fine ride. And I'm glad the gypsies didn't get Whisker, observed Flossie. I like him. 
Maybe not so much as I like Snap and Snoop, but awfully well I like him. Yes, he's a nice goat, nicer than Mike's goat that we most bought but didn't. I'm glad now we didn't get Mike's goat, aren't you, Flossie? Yes, I am. The Bobbseys had been camping on the island about a month when one day Mrs. Bobbsey went over to Lakeport to do some shopping, taking Nan and Bert with her and leaving Flossie and Freddie in charge of their father. Of course, Dinah and Sam stayed on the island also. But you can easily imagine what happened. After Mr. Bobbsey had played a number of games with the small twins, he sat down in a shady place to rest and read a book thinking Flossie and Freddie would be all right playing near the big tent. The two little ones were making a sand city. They made a square wall of sand, and inside this they built sand houses, railroads, a tunnel, and many other things, until Freddie suddenly said, Oh, if we only had some of the clam shells that are down by the lake, we could make a lot more things. So we could, cried Flossie. Let's go and get some. So, never thinking to ask their father, who was still reading, away rushed the two twins after clam shells. They were not really shells of clams, but of freshwater mussels, but they were almost like the shells of the soft clams one sees at the beach. The mussels are brought up on shore by muskrats, who eat the inside meat and leave the empty shells. The small twins often use the shells in their play and games. The place where the mussel shells were usually to be found was not far from the tents, but like most children in going to one place, Flossie and Freddie took the longest way. They were in no hurry. The sun was shining brightly and it was such fun to wander along over the island. So before they knew it, they were a long distance from home as they called twin camp. Maybe we oughtn't to have come, said Flossie as she stopped to pick some blueberries. We're not so far, said Freddy. I know my way back. Oh, Flossie, look at that butterfly, he suddenly called, making a grab for the fluttering creature. The butterfly flew on a little way, and Freddy raced after it, followed by Flossie. Now I'm going to get it, the little boy cried. With his hat, he made a swoop for the butterfly, and then suddenly he and Flossie, who was close behind him, tumbled down through a hole in the ground which seemed quickly to open at their very feet between two clumps of bushes. Oh, cried Freddy as he felt himself falling down. Oh, dear, echoed Flossie. Then they found themselves in great darkness. End of chapter 19